0: Welcome back to the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. I'm your host, Miller Thomas, and on today's pod, I'm talking to Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies. We start off the pod with a little Super Bowl prediction. I know the Super Bowl was yesterday, but I think it's kind of fun listening to predictions after the fact. So it's like a minute long. We talk about the Super Bowl, but really the crux of the pod. I talked to Paul about the Rockies core. Is Brendan Rodgers really a future superstar? Should that Nolan Arenado deal be a cautionary tale for how to deal with Trevor Story? We talk a whole lot about the Rockies and what their offseason plan is going to be post-lockout. So it's a really informative pod. It's a fun pod, and I'm really excited for it. So let's jump right into it.
1: You are locked on Diamondbacks.
0: Miller Thomas of Locked on Dimebacks still here. I'm a multimedia journalist and a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos, my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course... Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first to listen every day. I would not be doing this podcast without you, the listener, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that. So I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. But let's jump right into that conversation with Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies.
1: I know, I know this, I know you want to go for the core, and I don't want to, I don't want to distract too much, but I do gotta ask where Please. where where where's your head at with the big one on, on, on Sunday? Any 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 quick football oh. thoughts?
0: Well, before the season started, I put five bucks down on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. So I'll win 80 bucks if that cashes. But I might hedge it and do a little Cincinnati you know stuff too but that's only if we're talking betting but outside of betting I you know I really think it's going to be a toss up of a game because I like the Rams defense a lot a lot of people have talked about that that D-line Aaron Donald you know of course Joe Ban- <laughs> Joe Burrow gets sacked i almost called him Joe Bangle Joe <laughs> Burrow gets sacked like 15 times a game something ridiculous he's going to be on his back the whole game but it's also like Tom Brady like it doesn't matter if he goes down two touchdowns three touchdowns if he's in striking distance in the second half entering the fourth quarter you believe he could get his team back in the game so honestly it's hard to make a pick i'm gonna go with probably the cliche like 27 24 answer and pick the la rams on sunday
1: i think that's the safe one i'm kind of conflicted obviously i mean i got my joe burrow uh draft day Mm. t-shirt on on the video here the seven four that i I, where i went to college that's where he went to high school and i i covered (laughs) him in, in in high school and i got family in cincinnati so there's like it's like my heart is telling me i want to root for the Bengals, but I'm a Von Miller guy until I die, so mm. I can't I can't root against. Me. And that's the ultimate clash because I'm sitting here like I need Von, I want Von Miller to have a big game, but like now it's sitting here. It's like I want Joe Burrow to have a big game, so it's a big conflict. But I think 27, 24 is a good pick. I think it's gonna be a really really good game, but I in the I, I'm rooting for I, I guess the no, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'm rooting for Von Miller, but I, in the back of my head, man, with the playoff run, I got the Bengals on the leg, another field goal late done i know that's that's good enough football talk for our baseball <laughs> podcast here but had, yeah. to, had to had to get to at least the, the hot take
0: no i appreciate it because sometimes today was nba trade deadline day i was like damn i wish i had an nba podcast so i could just go off but i can't you know, help you there i know the nuggets,
1: <laughs> yeah. i know the nuggets didn't do anything and james harden is no longer on
0: the nets and played 16 games with kyrie irving and kevin Durant. yeah that's about it that's all i know Oh, that's a lot right there. And your guy Von Miller, he's already got a ring. So if you don't want to root for him on Sunday, it's all right. He's already Man, and really I got it's
1: more. It's more likely the Bengals are back right than Von Miller gets back. It's just kind of like, yeah. eh, like who knows? But I, at, at the end of the he's day, already. I'm kind of sitting there like a win-win because yeah, it's the, it's going to be how my
0: betting how my betting performance goes on Sunday more more so than anything. That is true. So looking at the Rockies core, I was doing my top six. And this is, let me tell you my top six I had written down because I'm definitely going to need your input on this. I put not in any particular order, just who I think the top six players on the roster are. I put CJ Kron, Brendan Rodgers, Ryan McMahon, Herman Marquez, Senzantella. And then I went with the surprising pick, Austin Gomber, because, you know, he's the headliner in the Nolan Arenado trade. Now, the first thing I want to ask is, do you think Charlie Blackman should be in that top core of six players for the Colorado Rockies? Because I don't know. He's mid-30s, he said you can't play defense. Thank God the DH is coming, but I feel like my man's definitely in the decline.
1: Yeah, but but he still can swing pretty well. However, the big concern with Charlie Blackman last year, not only the decline in the offensive numbers, was his inability to hit the fastball. He really struggled hitting the fastball last year, which is a it's a. Big deal yeah. Um, when it comes to when it comes to statistically the the best player when you I guess when you say the core of the Rockies, I think Charlie Blackman at this point on the outside looking in. However, it, it simply cannot be understated his role as a leader that if Trevor story is gone. Charlie Blackman, I mean, and he still was. Charlie Blackman was much more of the vocal leader type of person than Trevor Story was anyway. But Trevor, at that point, Charlie Blackman is really the only one left from Ryan McMahon was just getting up in there. The pitching staff, obviously, I'm saying I'm talking position players. So he still plays a major role on this team. Uh, But yeah, I would say. I don't think Austin Gomber is is there, but but you you nail it with the top two pitchers. Uh, we didn't see enough from Gomber. We saw great mm-hmm. stuff from Gomber, but he got hurt. We also saw some really bad stuff from Gomber in terms of walks early in the season. Um, I would say that last spot. Open truly has it, it could be Elias Diaz, uh, potentially. Um, but you could still put Charlie Blackman there. Um, but Elias Diaz was a huge success at the end of the year, but he was abysmal to start the season as the Rockies' catcher. And but but at the end of the year, the Rockies got production out of him that the Rockies haven't seen from the catching position in years. So I would say that last one is kind of up in the air, but but what I will say is CJ Crone is a key piece, but he can't be the guy for the Rockies. He simply just, it, just like I don't think Ryan McMahon can be the guy I want them to. And I did a whole podcast about asking if Ryan McMahon's going to be the guy. I want to see Ryan McMahon get better because he does, he can be that guy. And they're the flashes of being the number one Rockies, the his defense is is he's as good as Nolan is. He honestly def- statistically was better than Nolan Arenado was uh, as a defender this year. Um, and however, he struggles and he is very streaky when it comes to hitting. And 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 the Rockies need him to take a nice big jump for him to be. I, you can't really be the next Nolan Arenado, but but to be the that guy to kind of be the person that I think a lot of Rockies fans are hoping for. If Brendan Rodgers continues to trend up with this incriminate, with this increasing playing time, he will be the best player on the Colorado Rockies. And uh, he is my I uh, if he has a good season next year, I think will lead the Rockies, not in home runs, but in general offense. He will be your your batting average leader, he will be your uh doubles leader, high RBIs, really great in the in the two spot. Mm, I think that cool. last fifth spot that that you need or that last position. Sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you there. No, you're good. You're on video back there, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh we uh it, it's it's whoever the Rockies go after in free agency uh, and because you have to <laughs> because there's no <laughs> one out there. Uh, that's really going to bring the impact that Trevor story was being because, because that's your, your list would be uh, you know, it would be story. It would yeah. be McMahon. It would be Rogers. It would be uh, Marquez and Senza as your big core there uh, with, with those guys your the, with your main guys, but without story, you simply have to replace them because there's no one on the Rockies roster that's going to take that step there. If Charlie Blackman thrives as a DH, he will get himself back in that conversation because if Charlie Blackman can be a productive member of the offense, that's going to be a huge deal for the Rockies. But uh, yeah, I, I think when you're looking at it, that that core needs to be fleshed out with with someone that's not on the roster.
0: Paul and I will continue our conversation, but this episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Bilt Bar is just so delicious, if you haven't heard. It's covered in 100% chocolate. It's soft. It's easy to chew. And the great thing about Bilt Bar is that they're low-calorie, They're low sugar, they're high protein, they're high fiber, so it's great for a keto diet. Just go to built.com if you want your own promo code. If you want your own discount, use promo code LOCK15 at Bilt.com. You'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wind door, often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why should you spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about his box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. all right all right right. let's get back into the pod yeah i was surprised delight delightfully surprised Mm -hmm. to see cj cron's numbers because i was like whoa he basically had an all-star level season like 28 bombs 900 ops like this dude has a fantastic year and i honestly had no idea about it until i was doing this research i was like whoa cron's like pretty good player but like you said should he be your best position player you know if there's no trevor Story, like Probably not. You're probably not going too far if Kron's your best position player. So no. when you're like, well, first I want to ask, have you seen enough from Brendan Rodgers to make you believe he does have the potential to be, you know, a superstar level player for your team?
1: I don't know if it's superstar, but he I have seen enough where I want him as the starting second baseman when opening day comes. I, I that is, I, I, that is good enough for me right now. Mm-hmm. And then if we get to, and then, and then from there, I want him to lead the Rockies and then from there we'll go. If, if at the end of the day, Brendan Rodgers is batting 275 high doubles and high RBIs, but he's 10th in batting average in, in overall scheme of things. I'm mm. happy with that uh, because again, I think truly the Rockies need to invest in someone to beat this Rockies offense has been bad for so long, even with Nolan Arenado and DJ LeMahieu on it. I mean, this team has been a, a low offensive performing team for, for so long and Brendan Rodgers, Ryan McMahon, CJ Crone, those names aren't the thump that are going to bring when you used to have the thump of Nolan Arenado and Trevor story, because they brought in that power. They brought in not only the ability to hit for, for, for mostly contact, but Trevor story, especially is a power guy. We, that, that all, all known there. So um I, I think Brendan Rogers can be a leader for the Rockies on offense, but I don't think you should hope for him to be the power hitting type of, of, of leader. But um I, I, we really, I, I was really happy with Brendan Rodgers last year. So I he is easily my most anticipated Rocky. And then, you know, I guess it, it it could be a core if the Rockies have found a diamond in the rough in Connor Joe, but that it's simply uh we got to see a small, exciting sample size that is just simply far too early to uh to to call there. So um yeah, I think you can I think you can see Brendan Rodgers, but um I don't think you're gonna necessarily see him. Leading the league in, in everything, but 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 could be.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed with Daniel Bard's story. His numbers are—he could strike out people, but overall, I'm looking at his numbers. They, they they fell off a lot from that 2020 season. But great comeback story at the very. Yeah, least.
1: and and you know that was that was good too. But here's the deal: I'm I'm done with Daniel Bard as a close. <laughs> okay. Like as a close, but, but here's yeah. the deal: if, if he comes back and he's only and he's pitching in the middle of a game, I think that's fine, and I think that's better for him. I truly think that the demons that face him of because of, his whole big thing was the yips that was his and his confidence. I mean, to be a closer, you have to be confident. And he came back. He got his comeback player of the year story. He did amazing stuff, but he's still when his fastball is on. I think he can still be effective in a bullpen, just not in a closing situation where it's it's a tight game. And then you walk the first guy and then it's a single and then you walk the next guy and his base is loaded and nobody's out. It's like there's more wiggle room and I think more confidence to be there for Daniel Bard in in, in the middle. But uh, certainly no one from the Rockies bullpen is can can be thrown into the core of the team because uh, they might have some exciting pieces. But that is another thing that that, that failed the Rockies last year
0: yeah poor guy I wish the Red Sox never tried to make him a starter because he was really good for a short time there but final question Paul before we depart today unless you have any for me because I know I've kind of dominated the questions today but I just wanted to know like obviously the Trevor Story situation you're going to try to figure out post lockout but what moves are you expecting or you want your team to make or that your you know front office has talked about potentially making after the lockout are there any certain positions you're targeting any certain players you're targeting what's the game plan post lockout Lockout. the rockies have said that
1: they are planning to do something in free agency which nope. is so uh, inter- you know interesting to hear uh <laughs> the, the plan is to add a power bat and i believe the power bat is going to come into the outfield they've they've talked about that again they've said that they think they can bring back trevor story but but that's going to be again you need to replace trevor story and you need to uh, improve your outfield you need to let sam hilliard maybe get some more time to see because you have a couple of the problem with the rockies is they have young quote unquote guys just in terms of experience not necessarily in terms of age the rockies have a lot of 27 year old rookies and i know that's not old in the grand scheme of things but in sports terms yeah. in yeah, baseball sports. that 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 is it's definitely is so the rockies have to have to have to have to sign a free agent outfielder that can hit and it's going to cost them. They, they have to realize that to play ball in this market, especially what we were with the money that we were seeing teams like the Rangers spend, they have to do it. And and I'm, no longer can they sit and hide behind mid market. The Rockies do not get that excuse anymore. They were given the all-star game on a moment's notice because they know that stadium is there and they know people will go there. The Rockies are we're a top ten team in attendance again, as they have continued to be time and time again. Uh, it, it's it's just a matter of the Rockies have to buy in, and they have to buy in with that that bat in the outfield. I would used to be high on Castellanos, but I think Castellanos is going back to the Reds. I think he likes the Reds. Mm. I think he's I think he likes Cincinnati too much. I wouldn't mind a Schwarber. A Schwarber would be um, you know he'd be he'd be interesting. Um, and because, unfortunately, you know, I'd rather the Rockies go for the best outfielder possible, the best center field, potentially maybe the best person to play center field than to go big bucks on not Trevor Story or Carlos Correa for shortstop. I don't think Carlos Correa even is entertaining the thought of the Colorado Rockies. I'm just saying <laughs> um, if if you're not going to spend big on the outfield at least th- throw as much as you can at Trevor story. Why not? Like at, at least, at least try that and then get a, get a middle reliever that can, that just a little more stable. That isn't just a former Rocky. They re signed Julius Chassin, which is great. He was fine, but I'd like the Rockies to really, or cause they have to see what they have with a lot of bullpen arms. So I don't think you need to really go and buy in. There's not enough uh, that they've done for their bullpen to see if some of these guys are it. Um, but the the must is an off the offense has to be improved because you this pitching staff is too good not to have people bat behind him. And the Rockies are a team that are that should be good at offense. That's what everyone says they are. But I, I think people would be surprised to hear that the Rockies are a have been Bad a at bottom offense. performing team in offense for many years
0: in a row now. Paul and I will wrap up the pod, but I need to tell you that this episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, betonline.net remains the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing and UFC odds, right to your Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up to learn about the trends and actions. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, and the whole idea of small markets in baseball, it's just such a big fallacy. Like there's no there's no salary cap. Anyone go out there and just sign any player they want. Like MOV players are gonna gravitate toward the money and baseball if you have an owner willing to give it out you're gonna get the best players out there because these franchises have basically doubled and tripled in value just over the last 10 years go see what the d-backs were valued at in 2010 it was like 700 million now they're projected to be worth like 1.2 billion dollars like it's insane baseball makes more money than the nba people don't even realize that we baseball makes more money than basketball which seems like you know the most popular social media sport out there so in baseball, if you want to go out there and get a good player, all you have to do is offer them the contract. Before the Padres became what the Padres are now, they were going out there and giving out money to Eric Hosmer just because the D-backs have pony up money for Zach Granke before. And they were able to get him because they're like, here's $200 million. If you want to go out there and get a superstar player, if you're an MLB team, you can do it. You just got to have an owner willing to spend money and got to be able to, you know, let your pockets out a little bit. Because yeah and, prime, yeah, and a prime yeah and a prime example
1: dead. of that is the Texas Rangers this year. Yeah, Texas no, that's Rangers, beautiful the, the Texas Rangers were terrible last year but now some of the top names in baseball are now texas rangers because what did the texas rangers do they went out and they said hey here's a bunch of especially john gray they were like hey john gray here's here's like five extra more million dollars than the rockies are offering you and then the rockies were like ah, punting on that can't handle that no can't this guy that wants to be in colorado and pitch we got to punt there yeah I, it's it's I'm, I'm players get paid, go, go chase the money. You. That's the whole world series and wins are great for us as fans, but that's their job. That's profession. I, I, at the end of the day, I hope Trevor's story goes wherever he gets the most, the best deal for him. That's, that's what I hope for at the end of the day.
0: And along the same lines, the tigers, we see them spending money. Now Javi Baez and water Riga's, but the reason they're doing that is because in 2017 they blew up their team. They traded the Verlanders, the JD Martinez's they acquired like literally like five to 10 top 100 level prospects. And guess what? None of them have panned out. None of them. Most of them are not even in the roster. Most of them are not even good players. And you know what they're doing now? They're going to free agency and they're just spending money because they've been trying to rebuild for four to five years. And it just hasn't worked out. So stop trading your good players at MOB teams because the returns you usually get, I've talked about this uh, a bunch of my pods. I've looked at trades. Most of the time these trades where you trade your better player the team that gets the best player usually ends up winning so please Rockies bring back Trevor Story I don't want to see the D-backs fan Bring back,
1: and you don't know no, I, I, I guess Miller this I don't know if we necessarily got to it but I mean this what you said is a prime example I mean what the Rockies got for Nolan Arenado is not equal to what Nolan Arenado's impact on the team will be. I'm sorry. I I don't think Austin Gomber is, from what I've seen last year, is going to be worth what the Rockies could have instead gone out in free agency and said, (laughs) guess what? I know it's Colorado, but here's an extra $5 million to come here. And you think all those pitchers are really going to sit there and say Colorado's that hard to pitch in when they're not for an extra $5 million? No. They're not, especially when you're going to say, hey, you know, you might get more hits put in play, but uh, look at this infield that's behind you and look at this outfield that we built behind you. Oh, and here's a, here's a lineup of pitchers that have shown success. I mean, pitching at Coors Field, the, the code has been cracked for a little bit. I did a reflection when I did my Jeff Francis episode. There have been pitchers for a while, pre, pre-humidor, humidor, all that good stuff that have been successful. I mean, it. it there's nothing more infuriating than than the Rockies not – having Nolan Arenado and Trevor story anymore because simply of a terrible business mind, <laughs> you know, you wanted to revisit the Nolan Arenado trade I, I, to, to, to be put it plain and simple. I did a full episode on basically the year anniversary is the Colorado Rockies are in a worse spot. They are not a better team than they were with Nolan Arenado on the team. They don't have the GM that was in charge of making the move. He got to silently walk two months after uh, drastically changing the outcome of the team. Austin Gomber didn't pitch a whole year and these top two prospects haven't helped the Ro- or these prospects the Rockies got in there haven't helped the Rockies boost their farm system in terms of overall quality. So it's a and and again, a, a, the thing that to remember, no, the Rockies will be playing the Cardinals for Nolan Arenado pay for them this year. And next year,
0: yeah, that's one of the dumbest things in baseball. When you trade your best player and you still have to pay their contract, like that is just $50 million,
1: $50 million. I mean, that's, that's not a small amount of, that's a huge no. part of that contract to take up. I mean, that is an, ins- when you look at the deal, it's a fleecing, it's an it's it's absolute fleecing. fleecing. Like it's it, it still doesn't make sense a year later. Like I, I and, and I said this too, I, I truly will never be over it. Like, this is a trade that is horrible, horrendous, like the Von Miller trade. I was sitting there hurt the first day. But then when you look at it, it's like, that's a smart deal for all parties. Yeah. Instead, now it's like we got some people on Rocky's Twitter trying to say that the whole Nolan's been a cancer in the locker room. (laughs) You know what? Like, to be totally honest, I don't care if he was texting people about getting traded because you know what? you're sitting i mean you're you're the team that you're on literally said yeah here's your deal let's sign you in here here's your opt-out here's all the other stuff that we have is your scapegoat we're going to build around you here's ian desmond and daniel murphy literally that's it i mean that's all they signed in that time when all they needed was cj crone <laughs> yeah i remember yeah. i mean that's all the rockies were missing there. So to, to, to so like yeah to put a bow on at least my revisit is the rockies are in a worse spot and it, it, it's 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 my, my confidence <laughs> continues to get lower and lower in the front office. I mean, they've made to, – to re-signing the people they did, the, the names that they did to come back to the Rockies, CJ Crone, Diaz, and Senza. Those are all good deals. I, you can't really argue with those. Those are all solid players for the Rockies. But the the stain of the Nolan trade and the John Gray and Trevor Story situation from last year into now this offseason, it's just uh, – it, it, it I really just want to know what are we doing?
0: Yeah, and one final point that's pro Rockies, if any pitchers are scared of going there, like Marquez and Senzantella just looked at their splits. They're considerably better at home than on the road. So that they're top two starters. I think that's about all you need to say about that. So Paul Holden, it looks like you got a busy offseason ahead of you. At least, you know, maybe a stressful offseason ahead of you is the best it, way to play. I it
1: can't be worse than last <laughs> than the the, the
0: offseason when Nolan got traded. At least we That's can see true.
1: this coming. At least I don't have to have my heart ripped out like that like I did a year ago uh this month. So uh, yeah, and we got Dick Monfort leading the negotiations too and it, <laughs> what a what a great idea that was for for baseball. Send send the, the send
0: the owner of the Rockies to, to start the negotiations. <laughs> yeah the arenado deal genu- genuinely made me hurt and mad when I saw that deal because it, I think everyone in the industry had the same reaction like that that's like MLB fantasy level fleece like <laughs> that would get vetoed that's what, yeah, in you, you have
1: to turn on computer takes all trades like that's yeah, the basically. only way you'd be
0: able to actually get the Rockies in the game to accept that man that's crazy well Paul for the people who are not watching the YouTube video where can my listeners find you
1: you can find me at paul holden 33 you can also find the show at lo rockies uh, that's where we are always talking rockies on lo rockies and uh yeah we uh are also going to be doing something with with rockies we're trying to figure out i have i've had the same twitter header picture since I started. So okay. uh Rockies fans, maybe diamond well, actually, I'm not gonna do it with Diamondbacks fan because I'm <laughs> sure there's gonna be some other ones. So so I you know if you want to, that's fine, but you're not gonna be considered for the poll. But uh follow us there. We're also on the push to to 50 YouTube subscribers as well. Yeah, so if yeah, you're interested in and uh, in, in keeping up with the the Diamondbacks uh good old buddies the, the the Rockies uh we'd love your follow over there at locked on Rockies on YouTube but at Paul Holden33 or at L O Rockies and then of course
0: free and streaming on all your
1: favorite platforms.
0: Of course, as always, Paul, thank you for coming on today. We did uh, almost an hour on here, a very long podcast. So I appreciate <laughs> you making the time for us. I didn't think we were going to go so long. But hey, now we've got a couple episodes for next week as well. So it's always a great time for us, podcast hosts, to get some extra extra episodes banked. Paul, thank you for coming on. and Sir, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Millard. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Shout out to Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies for doing the last two pods with me and making some time. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. If you want to put some extra money in your pocket, go make Lockdown Bet your second listen of the day with your board, Q, and Handicapping Expert Lee Sterling because they do a great job of making my pockets fatter. And of course, as always, Enjoy that Super bowl hangover, and stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!